Jane Gazzo with you, and it's an absolute pleasure to have Joel Quartermain of Eskimo Joe in the studio in celebration of their 21st anniversary and their symphony orchestra shows around the country. That's Let's right. just take it right back to Perth mm. when I was at the National Broadcaster Triple J. Mm. And mm. uh, you guys sent me your first EP, I think it was. That's right. I, I'm not sure how you came across that because we, we had no idea that you had the CD. But um, a friend called me up and said, your song's on Triple J. And we, 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 our minds were just like, kind of thing, because we, we had no idea and felt like Perth was a billion miles away back then. Yeah. So um, it, it kind of rolled on from, from there. And thanks to you, um, I think you passed it on to the other people at the station. And, and then you guys smashed the song and, and we just got on a plane with a one-way ticket and just lived off uh, baked beans and fart jokes for like three months. And, Is that what, um, really what happened? Yeah, we just we just hired a, a Tarago and toured up and down the coast as many times as we could, like handing in our doll forms in different cities every two weeks. And they were kind of like, what are you doing here? You, your address is Perth. And we were like, oh, we're looking for work. But um, somehow we got away with it. Just worked really hard, basically. Um, over many years, we all quit uni to do it. And luckily, it kind of paid off. And here we are, like 21 years later, and we're doing these amazing shows with uh, symphony orchestras, which if you went back to that time and told us that that was going to happen, we'd, we'd probably, well, we definitely wouldn't believe it. So we feel very lucky. So w- thanks to you. Well, well, thank you. I do remember getting... You know what? Because I used to listen to every CD that came my way, and I still do, mm, mm. although these days it's online and I'm every sitting there with headphones. <laughs> but every compact disc that yeah. came into onto my desk, I would always That's listen right. to. And Eskimo Joe caught my eye. I remember it because it was well-packaged and it had a sweater pictures. Yeah. And of course knitting catalogs. Knitting yeah. catalogue pictures. Right. I remember it well. Yeah. And I remember playing sweater and going, yeah, I'm playing this on Super Request tonight. And of course, yeah, just it just went from there. And, and I think that the loveliest thing that happened was getting you on recovery. I remember you performing Sweater on yeah. recovery. There was a funny story to that. You know, the, the artwork that you're talking mm. about was three in, on the uh, inside of the artwork. There was three knitting catalogue models with our names written on it, you know, from the 70s, like, you know, kind of guys that are about the age we are now. <laughs> and we rolled into, you know, Recovery used to make these elaborate sets that oh, looked they amazing. Were, they were stunning. So they must have thought that we were those three middle-aged blokes wearing sweaters <laughs> inside. So they, you guys made this amazing set for us with a picture of, you know, myself, Cav and Stu kind of thing. We walked in and, and no one recognised us because they were waiting for these knitting catalogue <laughs> <laughs> models. And we're like, no, we're ex- Eskimo Joe, you know, little kids basically. But we were, we were hell nervous, like first TV appearance and it was, you know, 6.30 in the morning when yeah. we had to get there. But uh, amazing time, like super exciting for us. Well, we'll talk more about the upcoming Symphony orchestra shows uh, a little bit later on in the show but I want to go back to one of your most successful singles Black Fingernails Red Wine how do you feel about the tune? At the time when we wrote it we had a we had a feeling that it was kind of a special song and I remember when Cav showed me the draft or the, you know the the kind of basic idea on an acoustic and, and seeing it, it it like triggered In Excess for me and In Excess were my favourite band growing up and I was kind of like, let's make this, let's kind of like use that as the signpost for this song. And so I guess Cav got his hutch on a bit with the with the lead vocal. And Joel, this particular track has one of the most misheard lyrics in Aussie rock, I reckon. I always thought it was, I don't understand the point of fingers. It's, What's it's the lyric? It's much misunderstood. It's all of us stand and point our fingers. All of us stand and point our fingers. Yeah. Thanks, Ar- for, thanks for writing that wrong. <laughs> Around the... Um, 
around the time when the song was getting played on the radio a lot, I think Cav was saying he was out at a bar and this uh, lady came up to him and said, I've got a bone to pick with you. And, and he's like, okay, what, what's up? And she's like, I'm a secretary and I use my fingers a lot in, in my job. I understand the point of fingers. What are you talking about? She seemed highly offended. But yeah, it's, it's one of those classic misunderstood lyrics. But Cav, yeah, that happened with Cav a lot, actually. And it kind of so it's not so- Sarah, won't you tell me your name? It is that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Makes sense of that. Yeah. <laughs> Black Fingernails, Red Wine, Eskimo Joe here at Triple M. Welcome into the show if you've just tuned in. Jane Gazzo with you and Joel Quartermain joins me on Homegrown tonight as Eskimo Joe are about to take the road on their 21st anniversary tour playing alongside symphony orchestras. Wednesday the 7th of March at the Sydney Opera House with the Sydney Symphony Orchestra and then Saturday the 12th of May at the Federation Concert Hall in Hobart with the Tassie Symphony Orchestra. Joel, where did the idea come about? Well, I guess if you're going to mark an occasion like a 21st, you've got to make it kind of like a party. And, and, and to go on the road just doing our normal show would have been great fun and playing sweaty, loud venues. But this opportunity sort of presented itself and, and we couldn't knock it back. I mean, to be able to play with 50 something other musicians behind you on stage is pretty mind-blowing we haven't done the shows yet but we went to perth for a rehearsal with wasso and um the first song of the of the whole night is actually an instrumental uh it's them without us playing one of our songs and it sounded like this this widescreen like star wars soundtrack or something like that and it you know the hair standing up in the back of your neck and bit of a bit of a lump in your throat like you're crying i'm not crying kind of thing it was just a bit of dust in here yeah it was it's such a moment hearing your compositions being played by these incredible orchestras so we've had we're kind of reimagining everything for these shows which is which is exciting and a little bit scary because um you know after having played the songs for 20 years you you feel very comfortable we've seen it done so beautifully in the past with bands like split ends for example uh, with the sydney symphony orchestra i think it's such a wonderful way to celebrate the fact that you're not only still making music together you guys are still mates after 20 years yeah it's amazing i mean cav and Stu have went uh, have known each other since i was five years old and i met those guys when i was about uh, 17 or so so 21 22 years actually that was 1996 when i met those guys so you know many moons ago and and we're still good mates like you know when we were touring full-time in a van together living in each other's pockets we definitely knew how to push each other's buttons and often would but um i think uh you know as we as we grew up we learned maybe don't push that button every day kind of thing i always wonder about three pieces is there often a two against one scenario yeah or uh, we usually yeah yeah and it, it's it, it kind of it's good because there's always a tiebreaker i guess you know with any decision it's we 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 generally are unanimous with things. We'll continue our chat with Joel from Eskimo Joe real soon. Let's play a track from In Excess. And Joel, you were saying that John was a bit of a fan. John pulled me aside and said, you know, that he'd been like sitting in his studio listening to our record and, and studying it and working out how the production worked and stuff like that, which was just the, the biggest compliment ever. <laughs> Love it. What you need In Excess here at Triple M. 
that's Eskimo Joe going back to 2004, the track From the Sea. And Joel Quartermain from the band joins me right now. I'm just thinking you guys have been together 21 years. I remember being in New York and running into you guys. I was there for the CMJ conference. That's right. And I ran into you guys. Yeah. Let me, let's just talk about that because, I mean, I was getting overseas and potentially trying to crack the overseas market important to you guys or were you happy with what you achieved in Australia? I was. De- it was definitely important. Like we, we were always pretty, uh, at that point, pretty ambitious as, as a band. And and that at that point when we met you in America was around two thousand and four, I think. And and uh, we'd had pretty good success with that record, "A Song Is a City," which had the song "From the Sea" on it, which in particular did did pretty well over here. And um, we were kind of like, it's easy to you know exist in a bubble in Australia, especially at that point in time. And we thought we were doing pretty well. And then we we flew to um, America to go to that conference that we we bumped into you. You know, driving over the Brooklyn Bridge, kind of just seeing New York, the skyline emerge. We realised, oh shit, like we're a long way from having made made anything substantial. You know, you you're kind of a speck of of sand over there, um, even if you've done well in in this country. And it was a good. Um, it kind of reset our heads into you know thinking it's a big world. We've got a long way to go. We were stoked to be there, and we played some shows. I don't think they went that well because like we we were flown over by a record company to potentially sign us. I think it was Atlantic or something like that. And the the shows kind of didn't go great and we didn't get signed but that sort of um pointed us in the direction of europe which is where we spent a lot more time i think with america like you know there was a point where the other guys you know around 2008 started having kids and stuff like that so i guess that throws a spanner in the works of touring for two years which is what you have to do in the states Mm -hmm. if if you want to make it you just have to get in a, a van and just go around and around and around we did do one full tour of the states and you know playing to one man and his dog kind of thing but <laughs> playing at two people one night um but yeah it was um we still had an amazing time 21 years together as eskimo joe if you could go back to where it all started would you change your name yes what would you change it to gee that's a really good question i haven't oh, i haven't thought about it i mean you could do, do the lazy thing and amal- amalgamate our names um i'd have to go away and think about that yeah, that's, right. that's really tough i mean inuit joe would be a start was was that pulled up on in the states? It, you know the Inuit es- it, slash Eskimo thing. It never was actually, but um, you know, it, you we, know, Jesus Jones upset a lot of people. I'm the sure that Jesus Jones did, well, and it wasn't in, Jesus. It was actually the Jones part. The Welsh were really offended by that. <laughs> <part>. <laughs> nice one. I definitely change that. It's it's one of those things. I mean, uh, we just got it from a T-shirt. There's a place in Oklahoma called Eskimo Joe's, and it's a diner. And I think Cav saw the T-shirt and went, "Oh, that that's a good band name." the next band I start that'll be the name so we just were and coming up with a name for a band is like naming a child it's one of the hardest things ever but we definitely regret I don't like the name but I guess I guess it becomes more synonymous with the music like the Smashing Pumpkins is a pretty silly name but when you think of that that um, name you think of great songs well speaking of great songs this next track was released this week in 1986 it's almost become an anthem of sorts Wide Open Road The Triffids here at Triple M mm-hmm. 